Thanks for listening to Wager Rager. This is D-Nice here with Train in Rager Dutch. What's going on, sirs? Doing well, man. Golf is back. The best sport to gamble on is back. So so life is good. We got our first tournament. We got three more at least scheduled. We got a full golf season. So I feel like sports are back, man. Gambling is back. It's been a, a rough day for your boy over here, but I can tell you this. Just hearing your voices and the word golf is back, complete 180. With betting, I, yeah. <laughs> feeling great again. Just just feels like the weekend all over again. It doesn't oh, yeah. feel like the middle of the week. We finally have arrived with summer weather in the East Coast, things opening up a little bit, but still, it's not the same without having a full smorgasbord of sports to bet on, but we have something that, that I've started really, I started to really enjoy three months ago. Then we were stripped of it for three months. Train had some nice hits. He came on podcast a couple times, talked about that. And uh, it's been three months since we've talked golf for the most part, except for the match, like here and there. But for a strictly PGA podcast, it's been a while. It, it's been a minute, man. I, I honestly, like when I was kind of, you know, dusting off the old model, like I feel like things just broke, even though I didn't touch it because <laughs> they were just, they were, they were so old. They forgot what it was like to run a simulation. It's yeah. hard to use technology as Dutch found out today too, as he was trying to log into the podcast. Like yep. I thought he was going to just jump out the window or break something or throw it out the window, but I was there just a few days back. So don't feel bad. Yeah. My microphone was almost in the middle of uh, route 30 for anybody yeah. that know where, knows where that is. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was almost uh, Uncle Rico bomb over the mountains. Got to do what you got to do sometimes. And what we're going to do today is talk about, what is this, the Charles Schwab Challenge in Fort Worth, Texas? That's a mouthful. Nailed right? it. A par 70 course. I'll be honest Ooh. with you, five years ago, I'd be like, what the fuck is the difference? Like par 70? <laughs> like I know that par 70 is more difficult than 71. Um, how, how often do you see courses like this where it's 70? There's several. Yeah. I mean, there's several par 70 courses. I don't have the exact number offhand, but I think, you know, obviously the natural sort of, you know, uh, result of that is that there's fewer par fives. So it's harder to score, right? Like PGA tour pros just crush par fives pretty consistently. Um, if you're not burning a par five, you're losing strokes on the field. And there's only two par fives at this course, you know, 7,200 yards of length, which is slightly below average. So it's definitely a shorter course and it's definitely a course where you got to hit the fairway. So it it is not a course where just, you know, absolute bombers thrive. You know, we've seen guys like Jim Furyk consistently compete here, Zach Johnson. So sort of that sort of, you know, more accurate, less distance type of golfer, they tend to have success here. And it's much more about accuracy approach and really, you know, making sure that your, your game around the green is pretty good so it really opens up the field to everyone right like those courses that are you know par 72 7400 plus like it really limits the field in terms of who can actually win anyone can win at this type of course a really important word that you just said was consistency sometimes we say ball striking is the important metric sometimes we say long driving distance off the tee is consistency is like a mix of kind of finesse in your game it's a it's a mix of like mental fortitude as well where you have to be extremely accurate you have tree-lined fairways you have tons of bends with water it's going left and right and like you need to be mentally focused to hold on to the ball and continue to hit good shots time after time and like you said it's a it's a place where we see guys like Jim Furyk and Kevin Na and Kevin Kistner play like right up there with the tops which they should be but uh it's it's also a course that we see a lot on the amateur golf circuit. A 7,200-yard course is like playing from the tips at an amateur course or at a regular course that we would play on. So while it's uncharacteristic for the PGA Tour at 70, it's a shorter course and just makes them work a little bit harder. But we still see high, you know, I guess low scores, not high scores if we're talking about golf, right? I'm all confused yeah. now. 
Yeah, we want to go low. Low so is the goal. Higher. Low these, is the goal. Yeah. Maybe not 0 and 7 low like DUI's UFC <laughs> picks. But yeah, something, maybe not. But something in that category. Hopefully we don't go 0 and 7. But the beautiful thing about golf is that you could go 1 and 6. And if you hit like, you know, a plus 6,000 banger, you're in business. Or even a plus 1,200 is not a banger, but you're in the green. You're in the black. I don't know what the fucking phrase is. You're definitely not in the no, right. No, you're right. Yeah, it didn't you're go right. 0 and 7. Yeah, you're really trying to just like hit a winner every – I mean, even, you know, 10 to 12 golf tournaments and you're making plenty of money betting golf. It's, you know, obviously like the the narrowest favorite in a general tournament is going to be, you know, plus 700 to plus 800. Um, and you're generally not betting those guys. So the guys were betting, you know, longer odds. Like you only need to hit them once every, you know, 20 to 25 tournaments, even sort of on the, the high end players. And if you hit, you know, you hit one of those guys, you know, plus 6,000 or, or lower, and you're pretty much set for your golf year. <laughs> it's amazing. It's so much fun because then you might not even win, but you're just have such a rush on Sunday. Like you're just in contention and say that you have two guys with like plus 3,000. Someone might even be like plus 80,000. So not plus 3,000. I meant 30 to one. Like if you have guys in contention, it's still a sweat. It makes Sunday so much more entertaining because you have this going on. I'm just... Very grateful that it's back in our lives. And there's, 100%. there's plus 100,000. <laughs> what is this, 100 to ones or 1,000 to one odds on we some of these hit. We almost hit, who was that, Vos Trainer? EVR. Yes. Van Ruyen. Yeah, that was close. Yeah, we was hit close. EVR at, at plus uh, 15,500, so 150 and a half to one. What an electric weekend that was. Though. Oh. It was just all, I was on the golf course sweating that out with you guys because I was also on it. And yeah, it made the round of golf electric. It made the viewing electric. It was awesome. It was great. It was great. And we're going to hope for more of that. We're going to have more of that as the season goes on. Just high level real quick. I know that they haven't had tournaments now, and I guess it's been just about exactly three months. They've restructured the season. Is the season going a lot longer? Like, is it going into November, December, and then they're going to start back with next season right away in January? Or how is that going to go? Good question. <laughs> I All right, think, I stopped uh, the crowd. No, no, yeah. no. no. You, uh, you, no the short answer is yes. The, well, the short answer is yes. They've extended the season because the Masters is taking place in, like, November now, right? I did see which that. Normally, it's the weekend that I'm normally... out near you in San Fran. Oh, nice, man. We should get together. Yeah. So like there, you know, that just in and of itself, right? Like usually that's swing season tournament schedule is done by then. I just hesitated because I don't know exactly when the last tournament is. I'm not sure. It may be the Masters. And then they'll probably get right into the swing season where, you know, a lot of the, the corn fairy guys and sort of, you know, not like not guys you're seeing consistently winning on the tour. That's when they're playing and trying to, you know, earn their PGA tour cards and, and whatnot. And so that'll probably just pick right up would be my guess. I now have it open. Um, and yeah, it, it would either pick like, right back up or the second wave of coronavirus will wipe all of that out and then we'll have to uh, go back to <laughs> yeah, exactly. life again. So, you know, but uh, yeah, so we can definitely talk some more about that. Yeah, Part of the hard part there is for the viewing public, yes, the season has been extended a little bit because you're going to see majors just a little bit longer than you normally would. And most viewers are watching, you know, the majors. So the majors are definitely going to go a little bit longer at different times, which is going to be interesting and going to conflict yeah. with football for the first time ever. So it will be electric that you're going to have everything at once. And I'm sure we'll talk about it throughout the summer, but you're going to have maybe every major sport plus tennis coming back plus NASCAR still going like mm -hmm. NASCAR playoffs. 
uh, masters, the PGA major events all happening at once. It's going to be electric. I, I literally just got a chill. So I'm going to have to have a sip, of <laughs> have a sip of beer on a Tuesday evening. Should we get into odds or do you guys want to talk a little bit more about the course yeah. or you drive no, the conversation? No, no, Cause I am not educated on, on well, let's, yeah, we'll give odds. We'll give some due to the course at some point, but definitely, I mean, we're all here for odds, right? So let's hear what boss train has to say. It's a betting yeah. podcast. So it is. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to even try to hit some winners. Um, That's you know, share our, our share our knowledge with the public. So yeah, I ran, you know, colonial country club modeled, which is always nice. Um, you know, plenty of data around it. And so sort of just, you know, high level key stats, right? Ball striking, pretty big deal here for all the reasons that I were referencing, not a bomber's paradise. You got to hit fairways and then you got to be pretty pin, you know, precise with your approach because um, there's just not that many you know without a ton of par fives you know there aren't a ton of birdie opportunities but as you can see like based on the the winning scores you know anywhere between you know minus 10 and minus 14 generally with some some exceptions when guys just get scorching hot you know so you're gonna have to make some birdies on some of the par fours and so approach is, is really key avoiding bogeys has been pretty highly correlated with success here and then you know a little bit around the green and then you know half the holes are basically par fours between 350 and 450 yards so that sort of range you know how guys have done historically is is kind of where we're looking at so with that sort of as the the preface of all this i will say as usual rory is without a doubt the the most likely to win this tournament and the odds reflect that right i am seeing him at plus 786 at bookmaker i don't know maybe you might be able to find a plus 800 plus 850 somewhere unlikely but even there it just, Rory's one of those things we've talked about, you know, pre-COVID, like he's a guy you really can't bet because the the odds are so narrow relative to what his true expected value is. Um, but you have to be resigned to the fact that he at any given time can just smoke the field and you're getting goose egged in terms of, of uh, you know, picking winners. Yeah. But for the same reasons we talked about earlier, even with Rory as the favorite, I still wouldn't pick him just because of his head game. I mean, if Rory's there, He's on fire, but we, I mean, we watched the the match. Was that the one that we watched, where he yeah. came down to a a pin high, closest to the pin? Like yeah. he should have put that thing away miles before he got to that. So I don't trust Rory, especially with those crappy odds. At least, yeah, no, he has really struggled to close. But like, I mean, his last one, two, three, four, seven tournaments, he's gone. First at the Tour Championship, third at the Zozo, first at the WHSBC, then he went third, fifth, fifth, fifth. So he has wow. not finished worse than fifth in his last seven tournaments. Wow. So he's he's been that good. So his I mean, worst performance for sure. was in that, was it driving freedom, driving coronavirus, driving... Yeah, well, it wasn't the worst performance. He won. It was a match. They won. So it's a win. Yeah. He certainly wasn't great during that day. I mean, to your point, like he, he has seemingly for whatever reason had some trouble closing. I struggle to determine though, whether that's like, there's an issue with him or just we're seeing, you know, we've seen seven opportunities consecutively where he can quote unquote close and he's closed two of them. And like, maybe that's just really good. You know, it's sort of hard yeah. to tell. Like we keep seeing him have these opportunities. Whereas like, Jordan Spieth, that useless bag of shit, just like never is, <laughs> never is competing. And so, so it's like, harsh. well, can, can Jordan <laughs> Spieth close? Like, I don't know. He's never in contention. The guy sucks. Ever. He he's, lost it. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's not winning this weekend, but yeah, to your point, 
uh, plus what seven eighty six at Bookmaker. I'm looking at parks. Yes. You can't even get eight fifty. It's plus seven hundred. Top five plus two hundred. Top ten minus one twelve. Two to one minus two hundred for top twenty. I mean, he's going to be in the top twenty, but minus two hundred. Yeah. You really want to pay that? But yeah, plus plus seven hundred. So you might be able to find something out there, but nah, nah. No, I think it's the, a pass. It's a pass. Yeah, I'm also passing. History look it, here proves itself a little bit. I think. Yeah, and look, if Rory were coming in at like plus twelve hundred, bet. Yep, hundred percent bet, it. all over it, hundred <laughs> percent bet. But you know, you don't get them there anymore. So yeah. this is the this is the price. So you kind of just have to like sweat him. You have to sweat Rory out. He'll probably kill you a couple times this season. But oh, yeah. uh, it is what it is. You can't you can't bet him at that short a number. Uh, Rory is um, basically my Kirk Cousins. If, if that helps, <laughs> if anybody okay. follows along, all the like okay. when you bet on Rory, you don't get it always. If you don't bet on him. He fucks you sometimes. He's he's my Kirk. I, okay. I did bet on him like last year. I got him like like months in advance at the at the open, and like I had him at like plus like fourteen hundred, and I was so excited going in, and then he went like plus eight day one. <laughs> You're like, come on, the one well, the value was there. The value yeah. was there. In theory, uh, it was there. How about we talk about uh, some bets that we should make if we're not betting on Rory, guys? Yeah, let's do it. All right, yeah. Web Sim- Web Simpson first bet. Plus twenty five, twenty eight on Bookmaker. Web does everything you would want someone to do well on this type of course. Absolutely, really strong approach game, ball striking, accuracy off the tee, avoids bogeys, pretty good around the green. He's basically like top twenty in all the key stats, um, just across the board, and he's elite at at you know approach and ball striking. So I I think that number is way too long. I think he should be closer to plus thirteen hundred. Um, so I wow. think there's immense immense value there not saying to bet the farm you know you're still talking about it you know plus 1300 i'm really just saying there's like a seven ish percent chance he wins a tournament so like you know don't go too wild on it but like clearly a very bettable number and i think you're getting very good value on that okay i couldn't agree more i think webb simpson's a very mature golfer Uh, i don't know how old he is but like he just plays a, a mature smart game suited for this type of course these short you got to be there kind of courses and at 2500 i mean he's won he's won in like recently so that i like this look for him 25 to yeah. 1 great value yeah. 22 to 1 i'm looking at parks also locally which means sugar that, house they, they they use the same provider i believe can be 22 to 1 so you're saying that there's still value there and, and you made a great point about him like winning i mean like in february he won the wmpo he was third at the Sony in January. He got 10th at the Hero in December, second at the RSM in November. So, I mean, in his last, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six tournaments, he's been, you know, top 10 in five of them. Yeah. Um, the only tournament he really was garbage in was the WGC Mexico small field event. Everybody guys, has you know. bad days. Different yeah. formats too, right? Different format for sure. No cut, um, you know, different type of vibe, different course too. Um, so, you know, I mean, I think he's his form, you know, when we talk about form and obviously like a lot could have changed in three months, but his form, you know, the last several rounds, very strong. Yeah. I really feel like he's had a resurgence. I mean, he was big when he was a rookie-ish. Uh, he got a nice big deal with Izod back in the day and I used to sport his yeah, uh, web since okay. in line. Which okay. was awesome, <laughs> um, and you could get it at the outlets for cheap, which was great for a young golfer. But like, I think he switched clubs too. I think he went to PXG. Um, I think he did. He had some sort of equipment switch, and I we'll feel like he's had a since there. Yeah, don't fact check it, but you know, we'll take your word <laughs> for it. I couldn't place that bet fast enough. I mean, I've already placed all of these bets, but 
if I hadn't, I, I would have uh, placed it and I'm considering putting more, which is exactly what you shouldn't do. So ignore what I said. All right. Yeah, don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't go um, too hard. But Vos Train sold it so well that, that I, I like that because yeah. there's, there's certainly value there. 100%. Um, and then next guy I really like, Sung Jae. Um, man, when, when the tour was rolling, his form was just so good. His ball striking has always been beyond elite. And, um, you know, he started to sort of figure out the putting. So, so all the stats sort of like align with him for the same reason that Webb is a great player here, you know, the ball striking, the accuracy off the tee, um, avoiding bogeys, you know, all good. He is certainly weaker around the green than Webb is. Um, but you're also getting an extra, you know, 13 points, like he's coming in at, you know, plus 30, where did I just have him at? Plus 3,800-ish, yeah. 3,852. Yep. Yes, um, so, you're, you know, you're getting the value for that. And when his ball striking is on, he never needs to have his around the green game going because he's just hitting every single green in regulation. So um, I think there's real value there. I have his true odds that, you know, closer to like plus 2,700. So again, not a likely outcome he wins, but immense value relative to the odds that are available. Sung J M thirty five to one at Parks can be the provider, uh, so there's value there. And Sung J M, I'm looking at some uh, photos of him. He's a goofy looking guy. He's <laughs> a round round human. You know, <laughs> I won't comment round on that. Fellow. But I will say that uh, you brought up the greens and just a little interesting tidbit, uh, which we're you know that's what we're here for at Wager Rager. Colonial Country Club was the first course in Texas to utilize bent grass on the greens. The uh, oh. original owner. He loved bent grass, thought it should be played uh, at this course, and was the first person to introduce bent grass greens into Texas uh, Texas golf. I like that stat. That's fun. Very cool. Deep diver right there. Look at that knowledge. Look at that knowledge (laughs) drop. I just love golf too much. So, well, I'm glad that you guys Um, have all this knowledge. Two bets locked away right here. Third, third one. I'm liking uh, Harris English plus sixty five fifty. I mean, I liked Fitzpatrick at plus. plus 60 at 6,000 as well, but just, you know, he's been a little bit tougher to read. And, you know, when you're building a card, you can't bet everyone. And so English rated higher for me. I think his draw odds are closer to about plus 5,100. Some value there. Um, you know, same sort of themes, really good ball striker. He also like Harris English has sneaked, like quietly had a really good run at the end of last year. He went um, in, you know, starting in September, he went, third, sixth, 33rd, fourth, fifth. So he had like a five tournament run where he was inside the top six. And I feel like no one talks about wow. Harris English. Okay. So he's yeah. kind of sneaking under the radar. And then before all this, you know, stuff fell apart, he he finished ninth at the Arnold Palmer. That was his last tournament back in March. So um, forms good game is right for this type of course. And at, at plus 65.50, you're getting value there. Yeah, I, I always confuse Harris English for Webb Simpson. Uh, I don't well, know if it's both. looks or yeah. what, but like their game style is similar. And, and I mean, for the longer odds on English, I'm there for it. I love it. Shop yeah, it around also of... because I'm seeing 70 to one here at Park. So shop it around. Oh, okay. Oh, I like that. Let's talk about that. Plus um, 7,000. I see Bovada, my, my little uh, my little favorite book over here is is right around 65 as well. So okay, okay. Park sounds great. Shop it around as good. always, though. I mean, that's a no-brainer, but shop it around as always. I'm, that's very nice. I'm chomping at the bit for this next one. I, I can't wait to hear Voss straight and introduce him. So uh, uh, why don't you bring up best, our new man? <laughs> my my favorite bet on the board, our boy Joel Dahman, 100 to 1. 
I have him as the eighth most likely player to win in this field at a hundred. Really? I love it. I love it. Really? Eighth? Wow. Just absolute, just stud in terms of the important stats. Loves to hit the fairway. Loves ball striking. Doesn't like the bogey. Very solid around the greens. Very good in that 350 to 400 range with par fours. Can't putt worth shit. So ignoring the last part, ignoring the last part, right? So here's the thing. We talked about this on previous podcasts, I think, but that was so long ago. We, you know, People probably weren't paying attention. But like putting is very important to success. Anytime a golfer wins a tournament, they likely had a good putting week. The thing about putting is it is very volatile from one week to the next, right? So like we have quote unquote good putters, but they're going to have, you know, weeks where they're just absolute garbage. Whereas people who are, you know, ball strikers pretty consistently are good. It's very rare that they would have like a bottom five week. It's just a little bit easier to be consistent with the iron because it's sort of the same shot and motion, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas every putt you hit is going to be different. Um, So Domin to win a tournament, if his ball striking is on, which it can be, and and generally is, all he needs is just an average putting week. Like yeah. he loses round, he loses strokes every single round putting. If he just doesn't lose strokes, not even gain strokes, just like doesn't lose strokes, he's going to win a tournament. And it's sort of the same thing that like Gary Woodland did at the U.S. Open, right? Exactly. Where he just like is a garbage putter, but all of a sudden we just drilling fifty footers, and it's like, yep, and then he wins it going away. So. Yeah. So, so that's what you're looking for with Domin, and that's sort of the the sort of thesis around betting him is that 100 to one, like you're getting you're getting really good value compared to what his upside is. The Sold. other thing, yeah, the, the, the other thing about this to guy, one is great. this guy's easy to get behind. One, he's a cancer survivor. He uh, survived testicular cancer, so he had a little bit of break from that. So that's he's already awesome. hard as fuck. We know that. That's awesome. He dealt with. The loss of his mom at a young age too. So he's wow. this guy is awesome. But the way he approaches the game of golf is the way I approach the game of golf when I play for dots on a local course. He is not afraid to take a seven iron, seven iron pitching wedge on a, a par five and just tuck it in close to that point where he isn't a great putter. He 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 understands that and he plays his game around that to where he can try and stick a chipping uh, you know a chip in there close. And not have to worry about a six foot putt that he has to sweat over. So the way this guy plays his game is just so perfectly set up for this specific course. I mean, this is like a gambling course. This is the kind of course where you just love to play a game of dots or woof. And this dude, I, I don't know what it is about him. I think it's probably everything about him. I just love it. And the way he talks about golf, it just sounds like the way we talk about golf. And it's not pretentious. There's no uh, air to it. It's just a dude out there living the dream, and knows he has a shot if he plays the game the correct way. I'm all behind it. I'm putting big unit on this one. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Don't go too hard on it. Don't blow any of your uh, stimulus checks or anybody listening out there who still has that if you haven't spent it already. At 100 to 1, I love it. I'm seeing 91 in another book here at Parks. I've mentioned Parks like three or four times, so clearly I'm, I'm looking there. Where does the value end? Like, would you get it at 75 to 1? Like, would you take that? or is- Yeah. Yeah, I, I would, would take him all the I would take him all the way up to fifty. Yeah. Wow. So hundred is a steal. He's just that far steal. back in the pack where he's like he's one of these middle of the pack guys that absolutely has the potential to win. And you absolutely have the potential to win with him. But he's not gonna win every tournament. This tournament though is a good a good shot for him because it's a smaller course. It's a par mm-hmm. seventy course and it really evens the playing field. So I, I like I like that. I'm gonna look for some props with him as well. 
Beautiful. Yes, yes. We'll have some out on the official matchup card. There's a prop, though. I can just tell you right now there's a matchup with him against, I already bet it, Kisner. Yep. And I just, wow, that's a tough I matchup, though, because Kisner plays yeah. the same kind of game, which is tough. Kis- Kisner does play the same kind of game, but Kisner's game has been kind of trash. You know, did you see him recently? Recent. He uh he just did a recent uh, match against the barstool uh, the foreplay guys who do the barstool oh, really? golf. That's, that's and awesome. uh, he actually lost to the four of them. So I, did he really? Let's t- let's take Dominic on this one. Everybody has their <laughs> rough days. Even ask our very own DUI. He has his rough days. <laughs> all right. So I like that bet. I'll be placing that bet. Vostrain made a very good point. Also, we'll have our betting card out. I'll release it Wednesday evening, the full betting card for this tournament in Fort Worth, beautiful Dallas, Texas, outside Dallas. Is it connected to Dallas? Like, it's like the Twin Cities, Fort Worth and Dallas, which is besides the point, but neither here nor there. Yeah, from the airport. I don't know. The way the airport works, it sounds like it, right? Sure. Dallas, okay. Fort Worth. Sure. Sure. So the whole betting card will be out there. We'll have <laughs> sure. matchups. Oh, Why not? Good. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Just bringing you hard facts here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Should we get down to the next one on the list? I love this guy's name. The, I, I never heard of him until the first time that you sent me who to bet on, which is earlier this year. I love it. Uh, which one? We have three left, but Hoagie? Well, just Yo, going in the order about? of the fucking list that you sent. <laughs> yeah, big old oh, Hoagie. I, <laughs> oh, I started go. I started rearranging based on odds, oh, which sorry. I realized I didn't send to you guys. But Probably yeah, no Hoagie. need for me to drop an F-bomb, but Hoagie. Hoagie. Tommy, I love it. Tom, Hoagie. Tommy. To, no, you got it. It's Hoagie. Tommy Hoagie. Hoagie. Yeah. No, no, you got it. You're good. He's Hoagie. He's the sandwich. Uh, he's, uh, I feel like a broken record, but sort of same, same reasons, right? I mean, the guys, all the guys who, who do well in my model are going to have the ball strikers who, who have been striking the ball well and, and accurate. So that's him. I'll just say about him. He has, um, you know, he has had some pretty nice finishes in the last like several tournaments. He got second at the Greenbrier six at the Amex, fifth at the Farmers. At 150 to one, a guy who's demonstrated the ability to, you know, T5 and better is uh, a guy that, um, you know, you want to be involved with on, on the bottom part of your card. Don't expect him to win. If we have him there Sunday, that would be just in and of itself a, a, an amazing ride from an entertainment standpoint. I mean, if he's in contention on Sunday, I'll take Hoagie at one fifty to one. I'm seeing one ten to one. Would you consider that still? No, I wouldn't take him anything that uh, worse. Well, I mean, you look, do whatever you want. I mean, it's not like it's <laughs> terrible value, but it, I I would take him all the way down to like one fifteen based on sort of where I think his true value is. To be honest with you, anybody that hurt us, like if anybody's taking all of these bets, they're not going to not bet it because he's at 110. They're, they're definitely fucking exactly. betting it. Like, they're probably going to bet yeah. it at like 35 to 1. But we're just <laughs> warning you that the value ends somewhere in that range, 110, Yeah. If you see 100, I mean, there, there's worse bets that you can make out there. But, okay, Hoagie. That's why I immediately walked it back. I'm like, well, yeah, there's not value, but, like, come on. You know yeah, you're, you're not going to stop. You're going to bet him. Yeah, you're going to. Especially you're some bet of our him, friends. So. They're they're probably going <laughs> to bet it twice now. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then just to to kind of round out our card because I know we're running up against it. Uh, I got Ryan Moore plus one thirty five. I hate Ryan Moore, but he always <laughs> seems to pop up in my models for these type of courses. They tend to be the ones he does well at. Um, which is a bummer because he has the ability to just really implode and make you look bad when you, when you put out a bet on him, like he was, he missed the cut, uh, 
in February, the WMPO and was absolutely awful. Just like dump strokes putting over his last call it, it's about 10 tournaments. He's lost at least two and a half strokes putting over around in like seven of the 10 of them. So guy can't, guy can't putt good approach game uh, has the ability to be just absolutely awful. And we're going to very well, maybe just saying goodbye to this money on, on Thursday (laughs) afternoon, but, but second hole and, if he can get that putter going a little bit, the approach game could really hold him. I mean, like in January, he finished six at the Amex, gained almost 10 strokes, um, you know, total and, and half of those on approach. So he is a guy that has good iron game. And so the model likes him. I personally hate him. Numbers are numbers and you can't argue with it. Not a hard sell there on or no. more. But hey, no, if, he I gets, don't think I, if he makes the cut, we'll take it. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Sometimes you have to donate one to the golf gods too, right? I mean, he's 100%. a possibility. He's kind of boring, but you got to give one to the – you got to sacrifice one or two, right? Tell you what, if Moore is marching down there on the back nine on Here Sunday in go. contention, <laughs> you're going to be really excited. And if you didn't bet it, you're going to be kicking your own ass. Agreed. You're going to be Agreed. kicking your own ass if you didn't bet him. So, yep. trust the model. And then our, our – our, yeah, exactly. Hashtag trust the model. And then our, our last bomb – uh, Matthew Neesmith. Yeah, who the hell is this guy? Total flyer. <laughs> total flyer. Um, I, I'll just say this uh, in that, like, you know, obviously his game aligns. He's not a good golfer and his odds reflect that. But I do think he has a much better than a one in 201 shot to win this tournament. And, you know, just for reference, like, you know, since November 17th, he's had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight tournaments, made the cut in seven out of eight of them okay. for 200 to one. 201 that's pretty interesting i would say mm-hmm. and and with the approach game good he's had some you know at the honda he gained six strokes on approach lost three putting and then at the amex he and he gained uh, five and a half strokes on approach and finished 17th. So he's a guy who can who can you know do pretty well as long as the putter doesn't totally fail him. Yeah, he's a guy that like you don't see them like doing special highlights on him yet, but he's you see his name sneaking into contention a lot. And you see him getting into broadcasts. And once you start seeing a guy sneaking onto these broadcasts a little bit, hearing his name a little bit, there's something there. So Probably the first 100%. time that I've seen uh, a last name structured like that, Neesmith. I don't think I've seen the last name Neesmith before. But let's hope he go. wins. You got a new one today. He just makes the cut. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, one thing, don't bet everything, obviously, on Neesmith. And that's probably something that we can talk about here at Vos Train as well. How do you structure your bets in terms of units? Like if you have a card like this and there's six to seven different guys, what do you usually try to do? Do you take one unit and spread it around? Do you take two? Depends on the tournament. Depends on how much you've lost lately on DUI's UFC picks. I mean, you know, <laughs> like how do you go yeah, about I mean, things just for casual golf bettors? Yeah, no, it's a good question. And under normal, normal circumstances, like when we're not all poor from betting DUI's UFC picks, generally what I what I try to do poor is – um, <laughs> I mean, he's going to come around. I feel, I feel that once we get to Fight Island, DUI is going to thrive. He's going to heat up. Um, but no, what I would say is that, you know, a lot of it depends on the relative value, right? So web, generally speaking, I would never bet more than like a unit and a half on a future. And generally that's only for futures where I think there's a lot of value and win probability. So like, even if I thought that, you know, like we love Domin, 
right? But he's a hundred to one. And I think his true odds are closer to like 50 to one. I'm not going to put a unit and a half on that because like, I think he's going to lose one out of basically 50 times and win the other time. time. Right. 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 So, so that would be silly. But for someone like Webb, for example, yeah, I mean, I'll throw a unit on Webb because I think there's a lot of value and a lot of win equity there. So, you know, generally speaking, you got to kind of bankroll manage your way in. Like what I generally try to do is win enough on matchups where I think I have real value and I'll bet anywhere from one to two units on those in order to like basically break even on my futures card, even if I lose every one. So my goal is if I don't hit an outright, I want to lose very little. And then when I hit those outrights, my season becomes highly profitable. So like, you know, looking at, looking at the season to date, right. I lost at the Sony I lost at Pebble Beach, I lost at WC Mexico, and I lost at the Honda, but I'm currently up like 41 units because we hit an outright on Adam Scott at the Genesis where it I was made, so good. You know, good 50, 54 units. So it it's was like, so good. And like you said, that one win can make your season. Like that can make your golf betting year just right there. So yeah. of course, yeah, don't get carried helpful. away with it. But if you think that there's value somewhere, don't ignore it. Place yeah. that bet. Right. And I think, you know, I just as context, because maybe this is interesting to the listeners, like if you took out that Adam Scott win, right, if that didn't exist, that tournament didn't exist, I'd be down 12 units to date, right? So like that's You'd be DUI status, right? Yeah, yeah. like a lot it's a of long golf. Game. It's a well, thank long you for being honest with the ride. listeners and saying that the rest <laughs> of the picks haven't been good. But that's just just goes to show that that's how it is. Like if you miss one one play. It's kind of like the stock market. Like if you take your money out, cause you're like, Oh, I'm nervous this month. And you miss <laughs> a big run up, like in the month of April, 2020, you really fucked yourself. And that's a case in point here too. It's also like, if you equate it to actually playing the sport of golf, I mean, 90% of us, hundred percent of us that play as amateurs are, are, we have very variable days. Every time we go out there, it's a shitty sport to get frustrated at. Well, you hit like two or three good shots and you're like, eh, it was all worth it. So you hit one or two good shots with the, the gambling on it. It's, it's all worth it. So, I mean, if you play golf and you follow golf, hitting one out of the season, having that glory round, it's the same thing. I mean, there you go. There and, you go. and so, yeah, no, I completely agree. And so I think, you know, for people kind of bankroll managing, like you need to be okay, like losing money for like eight straight tournaments so you know because that's going to happen like we're not going to hit a winner every week that's just be a grind out truth we might we might go 10 straight tournaments without hitting and then go on a run of hitting two straight so i mean it's a grind and you got it's a lot like baseball in that if you're betting like you know 10 12 units a tournament like okay you better have like a bankroll size of like 200 units um because like yeah don't get carried away because that money can be gone in in four weeks like yeah like 100 percent. don't get carried away it's also an easy don't skip weeks (laughs) yeah don't skip weeks because you'll miss those trains hit also if you have if you like one of these bets and you're gonna go with these bets it's a great time to look at some props to go with it because then you can just multiply your winnings i mean obviously you're not going to win the outright every week but there's a good chance you hit some of our props, some of our matchups, and also supplement it with some of your own matchups. I mean, we can't do all the work for you for free, at least. Jeez. I mean, <laughs> like, you can really build up one of those weeks to, car- to make the entire season worth it. And again, that's just literally how I look at my golf game every year. I'm not that great, but if I have like two or three great rounds, it was an awesome season. Could not agree more. I think I think that's a good way of looking at it and a good good place to to end. And I'm excited. I'm excited to get back into golf betting, boys. 
I agree. And you know what? I, I think uh, just oh, yeah. because I love this course so much, I might throw a little special uh, video out for the viewers just talking about a little bit of the things I like about the course. But yeah, I think this, I'm so excited to have golf betting back. It, it's so much different than having those silly little matches that did. I was gracious to have them to, to hold the, uh, what, the quarantine? Like, get yeah, us just to quarantine. hold us over. We would take anything at that point, but to have the real tour coming back. Real, to have them all out there. Real matchups to bet on, real you know bets out there that you can get 50 to 1 and you can get actual strategy. Plays. It's just a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> it turns yeah. a bad Thursday morning at work if you look down at your phone and see, okay, I have Webb Simpson right now in the lead. Like All of a sudden, you get a little excited. That's something people little forget. Aroused. You get to start watching back. You get to start watching Thursday all the way through Sunday. Need that back in my life. I'm awesome. working up my golf passion. I love the passion that you two guys have for golf. Dutch, you'll take me out at some point. I know we've said it this summer, oh, yeah. but I guess the whole coronavirus has you know gotten in the fucking way of that. Yeah, I love bit. it. Love that we'll have these uh, picks, these bets. Voice train, you'll have some matchups also. I know that we talked about just individual wins, but we'll have some matchups out there too. So yeah, we'll put it out for the people. Put it out for the Absolutely. people. That's the least that we can do after a little bit of a skid with UFC. But, hey, like we said, <laughs> I mean, it's a three-week time window, and who knows? And it's not even something that, that we talked about, and we don't need to get into it. But some of these guys in UFC, they could have been rusty, had some times off. I mean, you're playing will, in front of I fans. Things are different. There, there's no fans. There's rust factors. So I, I will also say this on, on behalf of DUI, for one, it's 15 picks, right? Over the course of an MMA season, you might make like, I don't know, a hundred different picks yep. at varying at varying plus odds to, to minus odds. So like season's very long. And second of all, I will say a couple of his fighters absolutely robbed in decisions. Robbed. And that's like, what I don't like about UFC sometimes, right? Is that there's judges involved and someone can clearly win or be dominating like the first two rounds. You're like, what? That was stripped of them. Like that, that yeah. was totally stripped of them. So that aspect, I still need to come around on. And I may never come around on it because I frankly don't love betting on sports where there's judges involved. But that's just me. So Yeah, because there's human aspect into it. It's not, it's not measurable. It's not – I like scientific. I like pragmatic. I like yeah. – give me a fucking result. I don't want you thinking, eh, maybe that was a good punch landed and two other guys next to him being like, eh, it was a shitty punch. That sucks. Like, yeah, he's fucking that. bleeding. Yeah. Of course yeah. it was good enough. <laughs> yeah, that dude's literally fucking farting out of he's his mouth right now. <laughs> cross-eyed. Just took 12 years off of his life. Just <laughs> hand him the win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, forget about math forever. That guy can't do it anymore. Yeah, brutal sport. <laughs> brutal sport. But it's Ooh. back with us and got to love Dana White. So, <laughs> Yeah, that Fly guy just, just doesn't give a fuck about anything. And you know what? Sports needs it sometimes. Not Fly at Island. all. And definitely sports needs it. Dutch Voice Train, I appreciate it. Following us on the social media outlets, YouTube, Facebook, yeah. Twitter, all over the internet. Type it into Google, follow us there. I appreciate it, guys. And let's win some bets here. Yeah, let's, 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 uh, let's make some money at Hogan's Alley, baby. <laughs> Hogan's Alley right, on later. Hoagie. Later, boys. Hoagie's going to take it. Later. See you, fellas.